Welcome to the Killstream, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Ethan Ralph, the owner and the editor-in-chief of the RalphRetour.com. Also, Killstream.live, where you can get all your Killstream info from, if you so choose. Welcome to the viewers who are usually here. Welcome to the new viewers. We have Sticks. We have E. Michael Jones. I wasted enough time on the intro song, so I'm not really going to waste any time now. I do see some subscriptions from Arcade Outpost. Uh, Pensive Cowboy says, Fake, Late, and Gay. Merry Christmas. Flamenco says, Sing the Neocon song together. Kiosk Man says, Childish Lobotarian Arguments for porn inbound all right now i'm gonna go ahead christmas wave pro truth anti-media says is allowing it even okay well I'll, I'll look at that in a minute uh let me go ahead and just get into the um into the festivities let me turn off the audio and then join the hangout once again return to the call okay let me do this oh all right you guys okay okay you guys should be able to hear me now uh, sorry for the delay. I had to play the intros and stuff like that. Uh, let me go ahead and turn you on for the rest of the audience. And then also, let's see. Oh, there we go. There you are on the screen. Uh, welcome, Sticks Hexenhammer. This is your first time on the kill stream. Uh, so I appreciate you uh, stopping by. And welcome to E. Michael Jones. Now, uh, we talked before uh, we came on the air, and it was decided that uh, E. Michael Jones, Dr. E. Michael Jones, would lead off here with his uh, opening statement. So, Doctor, go ahead. It's, it's up to you. At 4.30 p.m. on March 30, 2002, Israeli military forces took over Palestinian TV stations when they occupied Ramallah in the West Bank. Shortly after occupying the Al-Watan TV station, the Israeli forces began broadcasting pornography over its transmits. The Palestinians were outraged and bewildered. Why in the world, one woman wondered, should one do such a thing? The answer is simple. The Israelis broadcast pornography because pornography is a weapon in the arsenal of psychological warfare. Libertarians tell us that sexual freedom goes hand in hand with freedom of speech and that the issue of pornographic images is intrinsically linked to the issue of freedom of speech. But in reality, pornography is a form of control. Pornography has nothing to do with freedom. Pornography is a weapon because, as St. Thomas Aquinas pointed out, lust darkens the mind. Lust makes you blind. A blind opponent is easily defeated. Pornography is the weaponization of lust. The best symbol of the military use of lust is Samson and Delilah. After Samson's reason lost control of his passions, he ended up, in Milton's words, eyeless in Gaza, grinding at the mill with slaves. 
the Israelis unleashed the same weapon at the same place 3,000 years later because they wanted to make the Palestinians eyeless in Gaza as well. The Israelis want to enslave the Palestinians. They did not want to liberate them. St. Augustine brought the biblical story of Samson up to date in his day shortly after the fall of the Roman Empire when he wrote, it is clear that sin is the primary cause of servitude. That means he continued in another passage from the same book that a good man, though a slave, is free, but a wicked man, though a king, is a slave. For he serves not one man alone, but what is worse, as many masters as he has vices. Man was free as long as he was moral, which is to say as long as he acted according to the dictates of practical reason. Man is not free to be irrational. Man can use his freedom to give in to passion, but at that point he becomes a slave. Pornography was part of Roman culture, as the mosaics in the whorehouses of Pompeii made clear. After the fall of Rome, pornography disappeared because Christian Europe based its culture on Augustine's principle that a man has as many masters as he has vices. 1,300 years later, 1,300 years after the fall of Rome, the world got turned upside down. The word for that change is revolution. Pornography re-entered Western culture as a weapon in the 18th century. I'm referring to the illustrated versions of the Marquis de Sade's pornographic opus Justine, which appeared at the Palais Royal before the French Revolution and were instrumental in bringing about that revolution as well. The Marquis de Sade is simply Augustine turned upside down. He understood that in order to create a revolution, you have to subvert the morals of the people first. To bring this about, the Marquis de Sade proposed exhibiting women naked in the theaters. This created a problem because in a big theater, it's difficult to see the women, but in a small theater where the, where the women are visible, the crowd is small. Technology solved that problem. Pornography is always a function of technology. What followed was 200 years of more and more refined methods of control based on more and more advanced technology. One major technological breakthrough was the motion picture, an invention which created a cultural civil war between America's three main ethnic groups, Protestants, Catholics, and Jews during the 1920s. Hollywood was a Jewish creation, and within a decade of its founding, the Jews, like the Israelis who invaded Ramallah, were using the motion picture industry as a weapon against the people of the United States of America, who were outraged at their promotion of obscenity and demanded that the government take action. When the Protestants under Will Hayes failed to rein in Jewish obscenity, the Catholics instituted a boycott, which threatened to bankrupt Hollywood and the Jews backed down and instituted the production code in 1934. In 1947, pornography was weaponized again when the United States scrapped the Morgenthau plan to starve the conquered German people to death and put the Marshall Plan in its place to restore Germany as a bulwark against Soviet communism. That meant pumping money into the economy and to ensure that the Germans had something to buy, the Allies imported 150 tons of obscene material into Germany. Pornography was weaponized once again, this time to destroy the moral fiber of the German people, which was the Jewish way to ensure that there was no resurgence of national socialism. The Catholic Church mounted a campaign against what they called schmutz und schund, filth and smut, but it was no match for that country's illustrated magazines, all of which had to get a license from a Jewish psychiatrist by the name of David Mordecai Levy. For 31 years, the Catholics protected the American people against the weaponization of human sexuality 
But in 1965, in the wake of the Second Vatican Council, the Catholics lost their nerves and the Jews broke the code with their Holocaust porn film, The Pawnbroker. Within seven years, hardcore pornography, Deep Throat, The Devil and Miss Jones, and Behind the Green Door was being shown in first-run movie houses. In 1978, Jimmy Carter appointed Paul Volcker as head of the Federal Reserve System as a way of placating the creditor class, which felt that inflation had gotten out of control. Volcker's cure for inflation was raising interest rates to unheard levels. And by 1980, T-bills were paying 20% interest. In order to lend money at these rates, banks had to persuade legislators to abolish usury laws. The result was the collapse of America's manufacturing base, low wages, and the rise of vulture capitalism. As Andrew Joyce pointed out in the UNS Review, vulture capitalism is Jewish capitalism. The rise in vulture capitalism was closely paralleled by the rise of pornography. Both phenomena are Jewish. The enormous amount of money which ended up in the hands of the users was used to fund think tanks, nonprofit corporations, and NGOs, which then promoted sexual liberation, which during this period of time meant the promotion of sodomy and pornography to distract men who should have been forming families from their economic misery. The best example of this confluence of Jewish money and ideas is the Cato Institute, which was founded in 1977 by Charles Koch and Murray Rothbard. When pornographer John Staliano, who was also, along with the Koch brothers, a major contributor to the Cato Institute, when Staliano was charged with producing obscene material in 2010, the Cato Institute rushed to his defense. During the 1980s, the Cato Institute promoted the simultaneous decriminalization of usury and pornography. The ultimate result of this moral deregulation was massive student loan debt and massive addiction to pornography. In 1986, the Mies Commission made significant inroads in trying to stop pornography, but government could not keep up with the combination of technological innovation and libertarian ideology, which used free speech to justify pornography. In 1989, Ruben Sturman ended up going to jail after setting up a series of pornographic film houses, but the film loop he pioneered became obsolete with the invention of the VCR and VH, VHS tapes became obsolete with the opening of the internet. At that point, Hollywood produced two pro-porn propaganda films, Boogie Nights and The People versus Larry Flint, and the government under the direction of Bill Clinton, a man who had difficulty controlling his passions, passed the misnamed Communications Decency Act, which eventually effectively ended government efforts to prosecute obscenity. Contrary to the freedom which Larry Flint and the libertarians promised, the result of the de facto decriminalization of pornography was, as St. Augustine could have predicted, an exponential increase in addiction, which is the modern term for slavery to sin. Predictably, the media outlets under oligarchic control said that addiction to pornography was a myth reporting on fascinating, rigorous new research. Psychology Today announced that there is no scientific evidence to support the claim that sex addiction, addiction is real. That claim flies in the face of the fact that a Google search of the terms porn and addiction yields 67 million results. In November 2019, the young men who were the main victims of this campaign of covert psychological warfare announced a boycott of pornography and the masturbation, which was its inevitable companion in something they called No Nut November. 
the reaction of the oligarchs who created sexual revolution to distract this cohort from the fact that they were hopelessly enslaved to their own passions and student loan debt, debt was swift in coming when Rolling Stone magazine denounced anyone who objected to pornography as anti-Semitic. If the libertarians are interested in promoting freedom, why are they promoting pornography? Everyone now knows that pornography leads to addiction, but we now also know that nobody pays for it, eliminating the business angle. So porn isn't really about money either. It's about control. The libertarians who loudly proclaim their support of freedom are really interested in promoting addiction because addiction is a form of control which is congenial to the oligarchs who fund think tanks like the Cato Institute to distract the gullible from the fact that they are hopelessly in debt. The moral is clear. Anyone who defends pornography is either what Lenin called a useful idiot or what I call a coke sucker, which is to say a conservative agent of the oligarchs like Charlie Kirk, whose mission is to control and destroy the very people he claims to liberate. We now know that sexual liberation is a form of control. Consciousness is not reversible. Logos is rising. We now have empirical proof that St. Augustine was right when he pointed out that a man has as many masters as he has vices. Thank you. All right, Six, go ahead, sir. Well, first and foremost, I suppose I should say hi to chat uh, after that. I don't know whether I'm in a church at the moment or on a live stream. What I would say is it, it, it's quite clear here. What you just got was a quasi-religious spiel talking about the problem of pornography, its potential role in the use of propaganda, which I admit to. I don't push the consumption of pornography. I'm happily married. I'm not particularly interested in such things. The idea, though, that it is of necessity used for propaganda, I deny. The idea that you can look at studies saying porn addiction is real while ignoring the DSM classification system, literally ignoring science to the contrary, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And the idea of pragmatism as well seeps in. Here's an important aspect that's been overlooked. Here's how you govern. You look at what works or what can work, and you try to do it. You try to govern society. If your objection to pornography is the exploitation of families, those families would be exploited anyway. If, pornog if pornography is banned, it'll simply be run by cartels that definitely will exploit people. It's not going to be banned. Legitimately, legitimately speaking, if we look at the situation as it really is, we've got to keep pragmatism and reality in mind, not just people's opinions. If you look at pornography, it is extremely popular. It can be regrettable that that's the case. There are certainly some problems attendant to it. I'm not overlooking that. I'm not blind to it. The idea, though, that praising St. Augustine magically wipes it off the map doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The puritanical mindset of Mr. Jones here is simply out of step with reality. I would point out that even a large proportion of Christians use pornography. Now, as for the, uh, the Majus uh, spiel, it is true that some pornographers are Jewish. If somebody, though, is engaged in propaganda by creating commercial pornography, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't speak well of them because of something that he himself just pointed out, which is that most porn is now free. 
It's not even being professionally produced. Most pornography is literally just material that was slapped on 4chan between private individuals that later got leaked out. So I'm not sure exactly what it accomplishes in the sense uh, of, uh, of propaganda. Further, as to the idea that libertarians are engaged with trying to spread pornography around, again, the idea that I'm paid by the Cato Institute, I wish I had a paycheck from some corporation or some activistic sponsor of their type, an NGO. That's simply not the case, and I think that's a gross misrepresentation of what I believe in. What I say is libertarian is that the state exists to prevent victimization. If someone is victimized by or within the realm of porn, it's no different from any other industry. Children shouldn't look at porn. Their parents need to man up, fucking monitor your kids and their internet usage and prevent them from being, you know, exposed to things, number one. Number two, trying to take a government which Mr. Jones is claiming is degenerated by subversion and give it more power to solve the problem makes absolutely no sense. First, you would need to go in and cleanse that government. I haven't seen any particular pragmatic solutions to how to do that. If you want to incept some sort of religious governance, some sort of religious system based on moralism, to usurp the civic structure that's there, you have to establish that first or you are doomed. Attempting to ban pornography will never happen because you're saying the government is inept. And, and, and I've seen Mr. Jones. I'll, I'll draw a quick comparison here before I turn it back over to him or I think we're questioning one another or whatever. And I'm not sure that this is still his belief. But I saw a clip of him, somebody showed me, uh, in which he made the argument that civilians owning guns was a fundamentally bad thing because the government would gain the ability to shoot people more. I, I don't think that that makes any real logical sense. The idea that government is a solution to any problem doesn't make sense. The idea that government is trustworthy makes no sense. And he himself is sitting here admitting to all of you watching chat and listening right now, hey, the government's been subverted by, by subversive groups, by a certain ethnic element, a certain religious group. Let's give them more power to decide what right and wrong is. That will, that'll go over well. It, won't, it totally won't blow up in our face, dude. Perfectly fine. All right. Um, now, yeah, we are going to do a questioning part. I do have a couple questions since we have limited time. I'm not going to really waste too much time uh, on my questions because most people want to see you guys mix it in. Uh, but I do have a couple, uh, and I'll start out with you, uh, with you, Sticks. Um, is there any point, uh, do you feel there's a point uh, when too much individual freedom uh, breaks, such as, you know, the right to consume pornography on your cell phone or anywhere else uh, at, at almost any time of the day or night? Well, really at any time of the day or night. Uh, do you th feel like um, that breaks down social cohesion or too much individual freedom at a certain point breaks down social cohesion and ultimately society itself? Uh, and if you do agree with that, uh, where do you draw the line on individual freedom? Okay, I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. First and foremost, I'm not part of the smartphone generation. So yeah, I would agree that people bent over their smartphones all day, if only for their spinal health, they're screwed up. I, I hope that Mr. Jones isn't a smartphone addict. You look intelligent enough. Hope, hopefully your spine will still be you know, working in five years. Uh, let me put it this way. Here's my problem with attempting to crack down on porn. It's pragmatic. The idea that banning something makes it disappear is a time-tested way to fail. You don't make a more moral society. He's sitting here talking about uh, the Roman Empire banning pornographic material, okay, the nude mosaics or something like that. 
Well, prostitution was common in the Roman Empire, including post-Christian era. There were popes that had syphilis from uh, the prostitutes in Rome and Avignon. There, there were popes that were uh, explicitly soliciting whores. There was one, and I don't know whether this is entirely true, the joust of the whores, that there was one pope who would throw chess, uh, chestnuts at their feet and have them grovel after them. You don't have to be a hardline atheist or atheistic at all. You could be a Christian and call that what it is. It's a form of religious hypocrisy, and it belies human biology. Biology is telling people to interact in a sexual manner. The best that we can do is hope that parents are involved, that society is healthy, and government cannot create a healthy society. Inevitably, for hundreds of years, we've been trying to solve the problem of degeneracy, whatever we identify as degenerate at the time. Never once has it actually worked. Government comes in, it bans something. It bans pornography, porn is still there. It bans obscene material, whatever the hell that means, it's still there. Prostitution is illegal. There are all sorts of prostitutes around in the United States. And by the way, I think we need to make one quick uh, uh, representation here. We're talking, I think, uh, I think we would agree, predominantly about the United States as opposed to other countries where there isn't a long-standing precedent of free speech, free expression. The idea that porn is speech specifically as opposed to a protected expression uh, Miller aside, uh, interesting enough, we can talk about that perhaps, uh, I think that it's definitely protected. We can say, we can definitely say that porn can have negative effects. What I question is whether there's any effective way to ban it that doesn't involve internet IDs, the formation of cartels that'll create porn anyway, foreign pornography in states like China that have no concept of human rights. The problem is that because there's demand for it, it will inevitably form a black market even if you ban it. It's simple pragmatism. All right. Now I have a question. Uh, let me also, hold on. I'm noticing something uh, in the chat there. Um, okay. I have a question for uh, Dr. Jones now. Uh, people on your side of the issue, Dr. Jones, often cite religion as a reason for banning pornography. But why would anyone take you at face value that you would stop there? There are plenty of other questionable mat materials in the media, promotion of drug use, depictions of promiscuous sex, violence in video games, and even music. Uh, what is your position on that kind of media, and does it just stop with pornography? And who's to say you won't go further? I did not say that I did not use religion as a reason to ban pornography. I said addiction. It's it's a it's a public health issue. Okay, addiction is the reason to ban pornography. If you have an addiction, religion can help you kick pornography. But I'm not using religion as the reason to ban pornography. Okay, uh, but may, may I quick may I really quickly respond to that? You are you are explicitly using religion. You're explicitly using the Judeo-Christian, or I'm sure you'd say just Christian or Catholic concept of what is right or wrong. My argument with you has never been moral, and never has it been moral with any of these other people that get into it with me. I'm saying, how do you ban it and actually cause a positive effect? You're saying porn is degenerate, causes exploitation, it causes societal breakdown. I am saying, how would you ban it without ruining the internet and or stomping on people's rights in such a way that the government that you identify as degenerated, wrong, and subverted would not be able to use that same doctrinal moralistic power to other certainly less uh, benevolent ends? Now, real quick, before you answer that, Dr. Jones, I'll just say that that kind of, I mean, we're into the questioning each other segment now, obviously, since, since he decided to take that up. So uh, you can question him after this. But yeah, go ahead and you can give your answer. I'm confused now. What 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 am I answering? Did, did okay. you want to finish your question? Yeah, I mean, I kind of did want to finish yeah, my finish question, but 
So my question was basically, would you know, would it stop here? You know what I mean? I, that's that's some people put that criticism out there, and so I was kind of just asking about that. Would it would it stop here? Uh, in we terms need, of, we, we need to we need to keep focused here. Okay, you're okay. asking hypothetical questions about the future. Like, would it stop here? I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the future is. I didn't. I I cited Saint Augustine, who said that a man has as many masters as he has vices. I'm saying that that pornography is addictive. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to believe me because Saint Augustine said this. I'm saying he said it. Is it true or not? Is it true that pornography is addictive or not? Yes or no? Okay, that's fair enough. Now I have a question for <laughs> I have a question for Sticks, and then I'm just gonna. I just I'll just get in. It seems like you guys are ready to talk to each other anyway, so um, I, I'll just ask this question um, for um, for Sticks. Um, if porn is protected by free speech, and we kind of talked about this a little bit the other night as well, uh, what do you say to the argument that it's a slippery slope that this accepting uh, mentality of just oh, just let the individual do whatever they want, if they want to smoke weed, if they want to do porn or watch porn or make porn, uh, you know, that's just the individualist doing what individualists do, um, that that sort of permissive attitude has led to drag queen story hour, uh, six-year-olds uh, becoming trannies and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, what do you say to that? That's, that's easily answered. That violates the NAP. You need informed consent. Drag queen story hour has nothing to do with libertarianism. It's a bunch of left authoritarians dick wagging because they feel that they've got a mandate. These people just can't shut up about things. They're so fucking foolish. They think, hey, gay marriage is legal. What can we focus on next? What, what imagined sin can we possibly stamp out? And so they focus on some microaggression or some niche bullshit that they have in mind. But let me, let me ask Mr. Jones again, because we didn't really get an answer. If you're not making a religious moral argument, Number one, why even bother mentioning St. Augustine? Like the average person watching this gives a crap about what St. Augustine has to say instead of the formation of the modern United States under its current civic structure. And number two, it does matter. I, I, I had to challenge Spencer on things like this. It does matter if you have it in mind how you would actually how you would actually ban pornography or regulate it or sweep it aside in some way matters. If you're not able to answer that question, why should anyone take you seriously when you say ban porn? You're going to leave it up to some other person to do it? To the degenerate government that you think has been usurped by, by Zionists or something? Why would you trust them? So once again, you've thrown out about 15 different ideas and then say answer the question. No, two of them actually. So you're not, you're not asking me questions. You're getting up on a soapbox. You're bombarding me with ideas and say, well, you didn't answer the question. Well, what's the question? I mean, uh, my question to you is, is porn addictive or not? You haven't answered that question. That yeah. remains to be seen by modern science. You can drag no, out. No, if we were to look not. into studies, we would find well, some that says it is absolutely addictive and that you're totally right. You would find others that say it's absolutely not. It's not currently under the DSM. It is not classified under, under any. How is that different from video games? People tell me video games are the violent video games. They cause degeneracy. They cause problems and they're addictive. Okay. Yeah. Some people sit there and they game too much. I don't see you saying that's a societal problem. Ban those video games, ban 4chan and San Andreas and rap music and rock and roll because it might cause problems. I, I mean, how more, how more clear can I make it? How do you intend to ban the things? Just two questions, not 15. Don't be hyperbolic. Why bring up Augustine and other Christian figures? If you say you're not having a, debate about religion or moralism in that sense 
Number two, how do you ban it without causing problems that are bigger than porn? In, in your understanding, you're the one that's saying it's problematic. Okay, I'll grant that. How? So it is addictive. It is I am saying that the jury is still out. The question okay, has no relevance. Do we have do we have to have a scientific study before we know whether we're addicted to like cigarettes or pornography? Do we need so, a scientific study to tell us that? Does it cause withdrawal symptoms in the physical sense along the lines of tobacco? Answer the question, yes or no. Do I need a scientific study to know that I am addicted to pornography? Yes or no? Yes. Otherwise, you're just being a miscreant and you're not going to put, put down the fucking porn, grow up and stop asking the government to do things for you. That's my suggestion to people. If you feel addicted to pornography, shut it off. Go, get, go, go date. Go get laid or something. That's what I would say. I understand some people were exposed as children. I looked at porn when I was like 12 or 13. I put it down. I'm not addicted to pornography. I fucking got over it because it stopped being novel. That's an excuse. It's an excuse for other government. It is addictive, yes. I yes. am not saying that it is or it isn't. I, I would rather go by reason and logic and reality than a, a spur-of-the-moment emotional diatribe. 67 million people are saying that it's addictive. I don't. I, do, I Google says so. That has nothing. But come on, you're conflating Google searches with the number of people that say it's addictive. Oh, how many of those people are researching it to debunk it? Well, how about how about no, not November? Aren't they saying that it's addictive? I mean, I can't get a straight Who cares? answer of whether this is. Who addictive. cares? I don't care. That's you not the way care. to govern. That there's well, no way to govern based on this. That's I mean, wonderful. Maybe, maybe, That's maybe wonderful. All right, Sticks, hold on. That's let, wonderful. Let him, let him get in. Go ahead. Uh, so you don't care whether it's addictive or not? I am saying if it cannot be established to any degree of credibility, whether it's addictive or not, trying to legislate in order to ban porn is nonsensical and will not work. It's not pragmatic. 67 million people are saying it's addictive. That's not what that number means. That's the number of people searching. Maybe it's 65 million. Or it could be one million. Seven million hits when you type in porn and addiction, and you're saying it's all imaginary. Type in my username. I wish I had as many subscribers as as uh, results that'll be returned. Look, I that I, doesn't mean anything. I can't proceed with my questions until you give me a straight answer about whether porn is addictive or not. And you I'm don't. saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I don't need a study. To a scientific study, whatever that means, to tell me whether I have an addiction or not. I don't need that. That's ridiculous. Are you addicted to porn? Am I? Yeah. No. Then how would you know? How would you know how any of these people are? You don't even know how they feel. You're They're not saying addicted to they it. are. They're telling me that they are. It's not, first of all, okay, 67 million hits on Google. No Irrelevant. Remember. I show up at, at, at an Owen Benjamin uh, uh, lecture and people come up to me and they're one after the other. They're telling me I'm addicted to porn. It's a big problem. Talk to a, 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 talk, a priest in the confessional uh, tells me the only thing and the main thing he deals with in the confessional is people talking about porn. So it's a problem. It's an addiction. Yes or no. What kind of degenerates are you hanging out with that everyone that you know is addicted to porn? I've had not a single person has ever messaged me saying, oh, I'm addicted to porn. You know, what, you know, what should I do? It doesn't happen. Well, maybe that's I have no idea of the type of people, you know, I'm just telling you that I have people telling me they're addicted to porn and it's confirmed by the things that I've already mentioned. 
Okay, so let me let me just t cut to the chase here. Okay, you're not going to tell us whether it's addictive or not. Neither are you, apparently. What you did say was that the government uh, should prevent victimization, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if people are addicted, isn't that a kind of victimization? You haven't established that they're addicted to porn. How about, prove, how about your, prove your point. How about you can't legislate it? based on some priest told you. That's not how laws are made in any properly structured society. These are the people telling, they are saying themselves that they are addicted to porn, and you're saying they're crazy, and they don't know what they're talking about. That's how many, on your how many people? How many people? <laughs> 67 million? 67 million people search for something on Google. Again, search for, my, search for my username or yours, and you'll wish you had that many subscribers. That's just people looking into the topic. Some of those are the same people Googling it 10 times. I don't see how we can proceed if you won't give me a straight answer to the simplest question. I am saying that the jury is still out on the subject. There are studies that agree with me, studies that agree with you, and no official classification for the addiction. You are making the same mistake that people that are moralistic make about video games or, or heavy metal. It's a big problem. People I, told me it's a big problem. So this kid told me he cut cats' heads off after listening to Iron Maiden. Made perfect sense from a priest back in the 80s, dude. You can't legislate, though, based on that. I am saying people know whether they are addicted or not, and they don't need a scientific study to tell them yes or no. I am saying that has nothing to do with pragmatic legislation. Would you accept that some people? First of all, you change the you change the entire tenor of what we're talking about. Are we not arguing over whether to ban porn or not? You won't answer this question. So the then debate is on whether to ban porn. You're saying I won't answer that question, but now you have to answer the question as if you were king of the world. And what legislation would you pass? And if you don't answer that hypothetical question, then you're discredited. This is preposterous. You're not making any sense. It's preposterous to suggest banning something without knowing things about it. You've proposed not one pragmatic solution to what you yourself identify as the central problem and the reason that we're debating here. You've proposed not one solution. You would rather dicker over minutia, whether it's addictive or not, because your entire argument that's really religiously morally based is based on the concept that it's addictive, something that you haven't even proven. Well, then take up your burden of proof, take up your cross, and prove it, instead of uh, appealing to St. Augustine, some dude who died uh, long, long ago. I've, I've already proven this. We're going no, to you haven't. I, of course I have. You're telling me you're, the burden of proof is with you. Show me you your proof, then, that it's addictive. You have to prove that 67 million people out there are not addicted, even though they claim they're addicted. You don't That's know much about Google. That's not what that number means. You're misinterpreting what 67 million search results means. It does not mean that that is the discrete number of individuals who search for it for a specific purpose. That's the number of individual hits for that term. It That's could be right. 10 people making all of those searches. That's you right. wouldn't know. And you're saying what, no matter what the number is, that they are not addicted, right? I am saying you have not proven to me that they are, and therefore you have not proven to me that we ought to pass laws against pornography. Well, now, if you want to talk about exploitation in the porn business, we probably see eye to eye. You uh, keep switching the issue. I keep trying to pin you down on whether they're addicted, and you keep saying- Because well, you'd rather dicker over minutia, because that's how you win debates. I am not a legislator. We are not discussing 
whether what legislation should be passed because we don't have legislation in front of us. We do not I have thought, that. I thought we, there were obscenity laws, according to you. We are discussing pornography. We are not discussing legislation. We're discussing uh. a porn ban. Legislation. If you want to say that people should keep their kids away from porn, uh, no, not November, don't, don't be a coomer. I agree with you. Please, parents, monitor your fucking kids. Sh shut off the porn. If there's, if there's like a dude out there, he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm addicted to porn. I keep watching this instead of screwing my life. That's his problem. Tell him to stop. Give him religious counseling or something. Don't ask society, a subverted government said, run by the Zionists said, to do so. You said government is there to prevent victimization. This is victimization, and now you're backing down from what you said. How You haven't established that, though. What? Your, circular, your circular logic, you're, you're no, trying to run rings around me. You're just you know, chasing you your tail. Said, I don't know what you're talking about. You just said there's a guy who's addicted to porn. That is victimization. You just said that. You also said government should prevent this type of victimization, and now you're backing away from I'm what using, you said. I'm using an example from your own playbook. If there's someone claiming, not establishing, claiming that they are addicted to porn, they should stop. You are right in that it is detrimentally affecting them as a person. Where I think you're wrong is that if the government steps in and bans it, they're not gonna, the porn doesn't go away. It'll just be made in Thailand right, or Canada right. or something. All right, let me go back to what I said in my opening statement. There was a time when the, the obscenity that was being created by the Jews in Hollywood was kept in line. It was not the government that did it. It was an organization called the Legion of Decency. The Legion of Decency is the one that they imposed the production code on Hollywood in 1934, and then they enforced that by the threat of boycott. Okay, that had nothing to do with government. Now that is an actual historical case that I brought up that could serve as a model. Okay, if you want to talk about hypotheticals, I've already dealt with that. That's, I have no problem with that. That's not a law. That's not a porn ban. That's just threatening boycott. Dude, the left does that all the time to anyone that enables people like us to speak. Why do you think we're on D Live right now instead of YouTube? Why are, we, why are we here instead of a site with a hundred times the audience? So have, we, have we resolved this issue then? That was the model. The Catholics basically kept the Jews in line for 31 years without any interference from government. You want to start a boycott, go ahead. But that has nothing to do with banning porn, which is what we're debating. All right. Now let me uh, let Dr. Jones get in. You got the first question kind of that kicked that off, Sticks. Uh, if you have a question, uh, Dr. Jones for Sticks, uh, this is uh, your, your transfer. Well, I've asked questions and he doesn't answer the questions I've asked. <laughs> you seem angered. Are you used to people rolling over and not debating you properly? No, I'm used to people answering questions honestly. I already uh, did. That's usually, that's usually the case. We usually have an honest discussion and not this kind of evasion of the issue. Yeah, an honest discussion in which Augustine is admitted as evidence and studies that don't exist are taken as self-evident. I don't understand what the point is. No, this is your tendentious interpretation of what I said. That's not what I said. Okay? Uh, I'll let, I'll let yeah, people go back and watch it for themselves. This, you have this libertarian bias that you keep trying to impose on the discussion, and it doesn't work. because. And you refer to Catholicism as an ethnic group. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. This, 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 the libertarian proposal here was that uh, porn is an example of free speech. 
Porn has not led to freedom. Porn has led to addiction. So this refutes the entire libertarian premise about this whole thing. Your libertarianism is an obsolete ideology, and it's obsolete because we have tried it and found wanting. What we found over the beginning in the 70s, we had this moral deregulation across the board, but the two main instances were usury and pornography or usury and some form of sexual liberation. They have both led to slavery. They have both led to the victimization that you say government is there to prevent. And the libertarians, I'm saying, wanted that because the libertarians were funded, places like the Cato Institute were funded by the oligarchs like the Koch brothers who wanted a form of control. That's what pornography is. It's a form of social control that is willed by the oligarchs in the name of freedom and libertarian ideology. No, it's it's wielded by far leftists and corporatists that have nothing in common with the idea of a, a rudimentarily constrained state. Again, though, you, you, there are so many overlaps between what you're saying and something like the drug war. You can be addicted to drugs. What I am saying is that banning it will not solve anything. If you wanted to organize a voluntary Catholic boycott of heroin usage, that would be great. You'd be doing a service to society, get people clean, get them addiction treatment, do what you need to do. It's, it's good for you to do that. You're an upstanding citizen if you do. But asking big daddy government to come in and ban things clearly doesn't work. We've tried this over and over. No, you're saying, you're saying that the government no, no. is degenerate and fallen. Let's give it more power. How no. does that make sense? No, we've tried the opposite and it failed. We tried deregulation and that failed. It led to the concentration of wealth into fewer and fewer hands. The purpose of government is to restrain the rich and the powerful because government is the only thing big enough and powerful enough to do that. And to it's say made up of rich, powerful people. Why would it constrain itself? I'm not finished. You're, you're talking over me because you can't make your point when I ask you a question, okay? So the problem, the solution to bad government is not no government because that plays into the hands of the oligarchs and that's what they want. That's the whole point of libertarianism. Abolish the government so the rich and the powerful can victimize the poor who don't have that money. And you say government is supposed to prevent victimization. And as soon as I bring this up, you punt, you, 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 dis, you, you abandon your principles. I'm not an ANCAP. Why are you conflating me with an anarcho-capitalist? I don't want to abolish the state. I want the state to remain small and unobtrusive. What I'm saying is that the state would become the abuser. You're, you're saying there's private abuse going on. Let's enable the state to abuse instead. I am saying you have said that that same government that you want to empower is degenerated and subverted. The idea of giving a group of rich, powerful people that have been subverted by foreign elements more moral power in order to protect the domestic poor does not make sense. I have repeatedly challenged you to formulate a way in which this can be done without these problems arising, and you have refused to answer the question because you don't have an answer. There is none. So we're right. debating government. We're not debating pornography. That's, All right, that's now now let me uh, look did, i have did you concede my point on pornography because i don't want to, we're supposed to be debating pornography every time i ask you about pornography you start talking about government are we going that's to because that's a central premise yes or no pornography are we talking about it or not 
We're talking about banning it, which inquires government. So no, we're not, not talking. a private volunteer. Yes, we're it talking is. about your version of government and whether my version of government is better than you your don't even understand what my That's version of government is. You think I'm an MCAT. Right. I didn't right. sign on to talk about government. I want to talk about pornography, and you're consistently refusing to talk about pornography. You're consistently trying to divert the conversation away from that because you have no answer. You can't even tell me whether it's addictive or not. Neither can you. You insist that it is, but you haven't provided I, any evidence of it. <laughs> the evidence comes from the people themselves who are saying, I am addicted. What more evidence do you need? There are plenty of people that are addicted to all sorts of, there are plenty of video game addicts out there. Let's ban them. It's her, It's harming society. Yeah, Fuck video games. Fuck rock music. You keep, you keep shifting the discussion away from what we're supposed to be talking about. I didn't come on to talk about video games. I didn't come on to talk about government. I didn't come off to talk about drugs. I came on to talk about pornography, and you refuse to talk about it. You can't make even the most fundamental yes or no statement about it. Right. You, you haven't given me any reason to answer the question because you have oh, not yes, supplied have. any oh, actual yes, evidence. Oh, yes, I have. Please remind me of when you have. Earlier in the discussion. Yeah, Thomas Aquinas, uh, Augustine. You have, okay. a, you have a problem with Thomas Aquinas. You seem obsessed with uh, Catholic saints. No, I have a problem with the idea of people that died centuries ago informing modern policy that involves the Internet. Uh, I, I have a feeling that most people agree with me on that. I think you think that there's some sort of army against porn because of the number of Google searches. I mean, come on, dude. All right. Um, now, Gator, I think you had a question uh, for Sticks, or you can ask the Jones question, either one. Uh, I figure w maybe we'll ask a question or two to kind of uh, break up the log jam here. Uh, so go ahead, Gator. Okay. This uh, this first question is for Sticks. Uh, we had a guest on our program, Vince James of Red Elephants, and he argued and showed studies that pornography is damaging to the developing brains of children. He then proposed an implementation of a national ID verification system to prevent those children from being able to access pornography online. Would you support such a system? Why or why not? It's a better idea than a blanket ban, but the problem, the problem with creating such a system is that it negatively impacts the structure of the internet and would wipe out internet anonymity. If it were able to be implemented pragmatically, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think that preferably we wouldn't even be having this argument if parents would step up, teachers would step up, and, and arguably religious communities too, Mr. Jones, step up and try to shelter children from such content so that big, uh, big Brother government doesn't have to get involved in the first place because it won't work anyway. The government ban, if it were to implement it, would be misused. Absolutely, guaranteed. And that's really the problem. All right, now, Dr. Jones, um, we, you know, it is about the issue of pornography, but I guess what would be in your, um, you know, if you were dictator or whatever, could you could just snap your fingers and, and do whatever you wanted uh, with the pornography issue, uh, what would be your ideal outcome uh, as we move forward talking about these sorts of issues? I would ban it. All right, now, um, since we just asked about the ID uh, card system. Do you think that's a good first step or do you worry about, um, no, no, not a good idea. Okay. Just so just, just ban, ban it. it straight out. Okay. Um, Gator, go ahead. You had another question for Dr. Jones. I did. So Roth versus United States, 1957 established the Roth test, which states that obscenity is content that is quote, 
utterly without redeeming social importance to an average person and was not covered under the First Amendment. Then, Miller versus California in 1973 established the three-pronged Miller test, which states that a content is considered obscene if the average person applying contemporary community standards would find the work as a whole obscene. Story Decisis holds that the future court will defer to the actions of prior courts. Between these two cases, we've seen a change in the value of the average American person. If American values have changed to the point that an average person no longer considers pornography to necessarily be obscene, how would you petition the Supreme Court to overrule its decision in Miller to ban pornography? Uh, I would not petition the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has shown itself to be worthless in dealing with this issue. They, they should have left it at the Roth decision. Pornography is not free speech. It was never considered free speech. What you're talking about here is basically the subversion of uh, the, 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 the social fabric, the unraveling of the social fabric during this period of uh, cultural revolution. So the Supreme Court uh, failed. It failed to protect the social order. And so I don't see me going to the Supreme Court and asking them not to fail again. Okay, it, they failed. It's not to say they couldn't restore this. Something, some group could not restore it in the future. But the Supreme Court has failed. They failed, and there's no point in getting into the quibbling there. It's I, I'm not. That's not what I'm here to do. Okay, mm -hmm. we're here to talk about pornography. It should not be covered as free speech. It has been empirically shown to be uh, deleterious and problematic, and therefore we need to ban it. Period. All right, now, I, I, which one of you wants to, so we're still in the questioning period. Um, if either one of you wants to ask each other a question, um, I have some more too, but um, Dr. Jones, you can go ahead with one if you'd like. Yeah, wh wh uh, what kind of name is Hexenhammer? It comes from the Malleus Maleficarum. It's the, the uh, German equivalent, uh, famous witch hunting guide, Burning so Times. Is that your real name? No, my name is obviously not Hexenhammer, but that'd be cool. Well, why, why are you not giving us your real name? You've got my real name. It's all over the internet. Uh, I don't know what it is. I put it on all my books. Look, 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 dude, Occult Memetics. You should get a copy. I'll sign one for you, and you give me a signed copy of one of your books. Why are you not using your real name? What relevance does it have to the porn debate? I'm, just, I'm, I'm asking a question. Just give me an answer. Uh, I've used this moniker since 2008, so it's kind of an old habits are die hard. Afraid? Are you afraid to use your real name? No. Why? Okay, just asking. Right. <laughs> that was an odd question, but okay. I'm allowed to ask odd questions. Well, yeah. it's true. I mean, it was his. It was his question. To be fair, um, now now it's your time to ask a question. Six, go ahead. Yeah, I would say, uh, what's the aversion to me bringing up parallels with the drug war or even like the war on guns? Because some of the things that you're saying have a parallel quite definitely with things that are said by people Absolutely. who are. Huh? Absolutely, I, I agree with you. Drugs, yeah. are, drugs are ver a similar thing, and drugs and banning it hasn't worked. And, and, and what we're seeing now is the same thing that happened with pornography. Now you have uh, uh, the NGOs, the oligarchs, now want to decriminalize marijuana. And why do they want to do that? Because they want the population to be docile and under their control, and not protesting things like student loan debt. So, yeah, there are I, a lot of parallels. I, I'm going to say you probably haven't tried weed if you think it makes you particularly docile, but okay. 
I have. I smoked weed when I was in college, and it's a little bit addictive, but I got past that, so no problems. So you're saying that uh, marijuana does not make you docile? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe for a very short time based, sometimes, based depending on, on the blend. Based, based on your experience. Well, that's it a, seems that anecdotes are now evidence. I figured I'd bring it up. Yeah. Small basis, but uh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, but porn may be more popular than weed. We're talking about the same type of thing. You brought it up. I'm agreeing with you that both yeah. porn and drugs are related because both of them render the population docile. And this is in the interest of the oligarchs who want to keep people uh, unaware of the fact that they've been enslaved economically by things like student loan debt. This is the connection that got made at the Cato Institute. This is why Koch, the Koch brothers give their money to the Cato Institute. This is why the Koch brothers subsidized people like Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk just had, uh, 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 what's the guy's name? The Mormon, I forget his name. Uh, Beck? Yeah, Glenn Beck yeah, comes one, and guess what he tells these young, these 18 to 24 year olds? Don't, don't complain about porn. This is a man who's, I hate to say it, but it sounds like a Coke sucker to me. He's taking money from the oligarchs and the person, the very demographic that he's supposed to be dealing with promoting he's enslaving them that's what's going on here so get yes you're right back to drugs and porn yes they're similar oligarchs want a docile population they want to exploit the population i'm for the opposite i think that these people have a right to a decent life and they should not be forced to do this all on their own well smoking a little weed doesn't make you a slave but okay support in helping them to have a decent life by, by enabling a culture that will allow them to get married without all of this interference, start families, have a healthy society, instead of the, the crippling, instead of being run by oligarchs, porn pushers, and drug dealers. Well, don't you think that if a person is given over towards addictions of that kind, that they're going to have trouble getting married anyway? I think there's a little correlation causation mix up there. That's just my thought. But uh, I'm not going to defend Glenn Beck. I think we could probably do a one-hour special. I think we'd agree on that, dude. Good, good. Let's, let's end on that note of agreement. This is like we've done an hour. I think we've both said what we, we had to say. Yeah. I think we had, a, in some sense, uh, the world is a better place because we had this discussion. <laughs> Now we Agreed. also we also have the final again. Mosmaya did to go a little bit longer, but the participants wanted to do a shorter version. So um, we do have final statements here, though. Uh, we let off with EMJ, so we'll close with the uh, sticks. Okay, first and foremost, I am glad that I got a chance to talk to you, even if this is heated and we don't see eye to eye. I do respect you as a person. Number one, uh, I would definitely like to read your book, or I think you've got several out, so I'll probably get copies of those. Um, my, my questioning for you on the pragmatic uh, topic of porn shouldn't be seen as any like animus against your spiritual beliefs. Uh, I think that some people might think that because they're used to me years ago being maybe more on the atheistic side. I've sort of gotten past that as well. Uh, but I thought it was a good debate. Yeah. I do right. too. Go ahead. Did you have a final statement, Dr. Jones? Yes. I went to a wedding yesterday. And at the wedding, they always have this couples dance. And I got there and they, you go up there and you dance and then the DJ says, all right, those, anyone who's been married 18 months or less, uh, leave the floor. 
So I'm there dancing with my wife and I'm thinking, I've been married for 50 years. I'm going to win this contest. <laughs> we get to the end. Anyone married for 50 years or less, leave the floor. And my wife and I walk off and there are two couples still dancing. The guy who won this, uh, and he and his wife have been married for 65 years. At 65 years during the most horrendous assault on sexuality and, and marriage in human history, the most ferocious assault, and they were successful. The man, they had 13 children and they have 70 grandchildren. As I said, during the most ferocious assault on marriage in human history. What I'm saying is that you can be successful. You can still have a successful life in spite of all of the assaults against you. And the message of hope I'm going to leave with you is that most of the people who left was when the DJ said, if you've been married for 18 years or 18 months or less. So that's a sign of hope. And that's the way I'd like to end. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jones. Thank you, Sticks Hexenhammer, for joining us here on the special edition of the Killstream. I'll talk to you gentlemen soon. All right, let me kill that window. Now, I know some people wanted to go longer. That would be me included among those people. Uh, unfortunately, I had it slotted for two hours, but I can't control uh when people just want to do one hour so that was them that got together and decided it was one hour so we just had to take what we got here uh i i do think we had some uh, lively uh uh exchanges so uh it was it was still an action-packed hour uh, i hope you guys enjoyed it we're not going to be back until december 26 actually i wish i had a whole show just to talk about the ben shapiro nick fuentes stuff because i've just been getting attacked probably the most sustained attack i've ever uh, felt on Twitter in my life, uh, and it's been hilarious. But that wasn't what we were here for, so I won't. But what I will do uh, is read some of these super chats. Uh, I think I think they're all on here. Let me look. Um, now some of them got erased, actually. Oh fucking D Love. Um, I see some Merry Christmas. Henry Yates says Board of Libertarian Talking Points. Weeble says Spick Stick. See, I can't. I, you know what? I just have to thank all the super chatters because I can't. I can't read some and then not read the others. Uh, see, Mount Hale says, Merry Christmas all. I guess I'll read a few anyway. Ozzy Mozzy says, that debate was quicker than most of my pornos. <laughs> Asmodor uh, wasn't happy with Jones's performance. Some people weren't happy with Styx's performance. Um, uh, like uh, Henry Yates says, Styx, has he always been this dumb? Uh, Zweeble compared him to a woman. Uh, some other... Super Chat's calling EMJ a grandpa. So, you know, I guess that gave you a little bit of the flavor. Uh, a little bit of the flavor there. Now let me also turn on. The stickers are back. Fuck it, I'll turn them back on. I hope you guys enjoy it. Merry Christmas. This was the little kill stream gift to you guys. I, I wish it would have been a little bit longer, but, uh, I, you know, we do what we can. Uh, and then, oh, wait, is Gator still here? Let me see. Gator, are you here? Give your final thoughts. And I can't really make a... Don't make a call, but your thoughts on the uh, on the exchange. Right. It, it would be it would be improper for me to make a call. Yeah, because um, you were technically a moderator along with me too. So yeah, yeah. I I would have liked for uh, like more data to be brought into this. I know that uh, in a prior debate, Vince James uh, cited several studies. Um, I think that would have made the the intermediary exchange talking about addiction. I think that would have made that a lot more go a lot more smoothly. Um, if they could like clearly define some statistics on one side or the other, 
that would be able to kind of like so they could come to some kind of like like baseline agreement on whether there's addiction or not. I think that would have helped significantly in the uh, interlocutory uh, part of. Well, the, yeah, the, I tried to jump in at one point and um, you know, just get the get that point to you know get them to move off of that, but um. It didn't really work, so I just let them, I just let them keep going. Now I know other people are like, "Ralph, why are you not getting involved?" This and that. Uh, well, the structure—I mean, that's kind of how we do it on this show. We kind of let the participants go at each other. Uh, if it gets egregious, yeah, we'll stop people. Uh, but that's just the kill stream method. So um, that's what people really want to see—the the two participants arguing with each other, uh, not not us. Uh, Putting our big you fat can get us every, every single night <laughs> yeah, exactly. at nine thirty p.m. Eastern on yeah. TV slash The Ralph Retort. <laughs> you know, you, when you have two guests that have uh, conflicting points of view, or maybe not necessarily conflicting, but just different perspectives, you know, you guys want to hear them, not us, pontificate on the issue. So exactly, and we have to ask a couple questions, maybe to kind of spur discussion or whatever. But uh, for the most part, I like to let the uh, participants speak. By the way, here's the uh, poll. People keep asking me for a poll. I don't usually like to run one, but I went ahead and did it. It's on Twitter. Uh, you can go vote in that right now. As Gator said, dlob.tv slash the Ralph Retort, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. The problem is we won't be back until the 26th because, like Jones said, it's a it's it's the family's the reason for the season. Uh, you know, try to spend well, not technically, I guess Jesus Christ would be the ultimate reason for the season. But uh, you know, I'm gonna spend some time with my family, spend some time with my wife. We'll be back on uh, December the 26th with Cassandra Fairbanks, uh, and so that'll be a good way to. Uh, Start the post Christmas season off right there, Gator. Uh, and that will be absolutely. Heard. And speaking of yeah. speaking of Christmas, um, you know, both of our guests have books that are out uh, right now available on Amazon. So I just want to go briefly promote uh, both Do of that. these two gentlemen's uh, works. So Sticks Hexenhammer has uh, this is his latest released book in August of 2018. It is the book of Sticks Hexenhammer, humor that isn't funny. And you can find that, uh, for, ironically, for six dollars and sixty-six cents uh, in paperback <laughs> on Amazon. And Doctor Jones' latest work uh, is "Living Machines: Modern Architecture and the Rationalization of Sexual Misbehavior." You can get it on a Kindle, Kindle or paperback on Amazon. Now check those out. Um, thank you to both the participants in the debate. I hope they thought I did okay. Um, you know, I think it went okay, but you know, we're, we're always judged harshly, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Gator, Merry Christmas, sir. I really appreciate all you've done for us this year. Uh, and I'll see you. Well, I mean, technically, I'll see you way before then, but on air, I'll see you again uh, on the 26th. I know you won't miss Cassandra Fairbanks. Oh, of course not. I mean, Oof. we've established it's established in show lore. My, uh, my my uh, interest in blonde Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, that's it. I know we got some callers. I could take them. I apologize, but I'm not going to take calls today. Uh, we're just going to leave it at a nice little bite-sized uh, version of the kill stream that you can uh, enjoy over the holidays. And I'm also going to open the box. What else am I going to do? Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to have the uh, bonus audio for subscribers on DLive and for... Uh, patrons and for new project two people uh, Bibble and I are going to record that probably tonight uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, if you're a subscriber on DLive and you want that audio please email me the Ralph at the Ralph uh, also the best of the year edition of the kill stream even though we're not going to have a live show on the 25th or you know until the 26th 
uh, Gator and I are going to record a, a version of the Killstream's Greatest Hits, basically from 2019. And I might stream that live or just release it as a video. I haven't decided yet, but... Uh, so maybe if I decide to stream it, stream it live one of these nights, I'll let you guys know, and I'll just play it here on DLive. But I really thank you guys uh, for the uh, all the support this year. It's been a, a really insane year. I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas. Uh, and there is one thing I wanted to play. Uh, Hazen Cruz and Atomic Denny. Hazen Cruz sometimes co-hosts on the show. Atomic Denny has uh, done a lot of art for us and a really cool dude. They made a video... And it's called, now let me pause it, it's called Blood Sports Never Ends. I'm going to play this as the outro song. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm about to go do Christmas stuff. I'm really excited to have a vacation for the first time in a very long time. I'll see you guys later. Merry Christmas to all. Thank you for the support. I hope it was enjoyable. If not, I apologize, and I'll do better next time. Farewell.
And the shackles will never be like they were in the trends. Blood sports never end.